Welcome to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and with us this afternoon is Scott Savon from MAW Chicago, Custom Builders and Remodelers. I'm excited to have Scott with us because Scott is kind of an unusual businessman in the construction industry. Um, as you know, I work with a lot of architects and a lot of builders, and I find that most builders will gravitate to specialize in one or the other, either custom building or remodeling. To have someone that is experienced in both and makes their living doing both is a real a real treat. So one of the things that I wanna talk about are some of the reasons why it really makes sense to have a very experienced builder on your team. So there are a lot of people that will say, yeah, I can build that for you. Yeah, I wanna build that for you. Yeah, it's gonna cost X number of dollars. But that really shouldn't be the determinant for you. You really should do your research and find someone who has got the experience and credentials in the industry. And those credentials are many, many successful projects that allows you, that allows you to have a certain level of comfort that when you contract with this builder, you are going to get the product that you're looking for. So I'm going to be asking Sot some questions. He and I are together at an NAHB uh, leadership event um, in, uh, where the heck are we, Scott? Washington, D.C. <laughs> I totally went blank. Yeah. Washington, D.C. And we're gonna also have Scott talk a little bit of why uh, it's important for builders and remodelers to be a part of the National Association of Home Builders. So let's get started. Absolutely. So Scott, tell us a little bit about MAW and uh, that would be include like how long you've been in business and what your focus as a business is. Yeah, well, I started in the industry working with my father, who was a high-end custom builder. He was really headstrong about quality and building the homes actually himself. So I learned the industry from the bottom up. I was physically working with tools when I was a youngster on jobs, assisting and helping my father mill cabinets, make stairs, build homes from the bottom up. So I, I was always pushed to go to college. I went to a two-year college. College, I was going to go into pre-law. And it just the reading wasn't my cup of tea. And I loved hands-on work. So in the year 1983, um, I started our first company, Savanko Incorporated, which blossomed into MAW Chicago. What we started doing initially was nothing but high-end custom homes. And when I started in the industry, it was built to suit. Most of our clients own their own land or were buying a piece of land and ask us to help them identify okay. the pros and cons of this piece of land. There were many times where a client would come to us uh, and would say, oh, I love this wooded lot. And I'm trying to explain to them they have to put a septic field in there. <laughs> They've got to cut down so many trees, remove so many roots, redo the dirt. They had no concept of this. Buying a car is relatively simple. All right, four wheels, an engine, and safety things, no matter what brand you buy. Building a house can be a daunting experience. And there are clients in different price ranges. There are clients that must understand who they're contracting with has some expertise in what they're doing. As you said earlier, Kev, the, the working with NAHB, and I've been here 40 years, and going to the conventions 
seeing all the new products every other year, every year, and discussing them with the reps, utilizing many of them to help our houses be a better built home or a better remodeled home really ended up setting us apart from a lot of other builders or remodelers in the industry. So I value my many years at NAHB. I appreciate your pointing that out, Scott, because um, you and I both, you even longer than me, um, we recognize that it's not just enough to do business in the community. Um, one of the big pluses of being involved in the National Association of Home Builders for a builder or remodeler is because it becomes more than just your business. You recognize that you are reflecting the way you do business on the other members. Absolutely. And you as a, a person that's been integrally involved in the NHB for years, you're sharing best practices with the young guys coming on. The young guys are recognizing that they're like stepping into your footsteps. And when people say, you know, you're a member of NAHB, you're a member of local home build association. There's many other great builders that came before you who built up a platform that people recognize, oh, if that builder is actively engaged in these trade associations, they're bringing more to the table. Would, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you see after my name, all the NHB designations, um, you need like a whole separate page for well, those. <laughs> what's what's kind of unique and interesting about them is many clients will take our website or our business card and they'll say, what are those designations? I know I go to my doctor. I know I go to my dentist. Yeah. And I see their their college degree on the wall and their designations. Well, we have the same thing. And we have continuing education, no different than an architect does. And, you know, we're building something that's probably the biggest investment in your life, which is your home. Or we're taking your home and remodeling and renovating it while you may be living there or you move out. And again, it's your biggest investment. So there has to be a division of trust there that the clients understand that this is not the first time you've done this. Oh, okay. man, that's an excellent point. You know, it reminds me of the difference between starting off on an endeavor that you you have an attraction towards doing, and it's your first time doing it, and it's a fit. You like doing it. And then 5, 10, 15 years later, you're able to look at others' products mm -hmm. and instantly know where they could have done better. Right. Or where you might even think about your own personal experience. You might look at some of your old creation of whatever right. and think, you know what, if I knew then what I know now, oh, absolutely, I would do this a little bit differently. Can you talk a little bit about how hiring a, a builder who is very experienced can really save you from making mistakes? Yes. Well, again, no different than myself. Everyone has to start at some point. Right. Fortunately, I was mentored by a quality craftsman and builder, my father. There's a lot of people in the industry this day and age that aren't. And some of them seek my, my knowledge to help them understand what it takes to become a builder or a remodeler, which is very humbling. So what I ask our clients to do is if you're interviewing two or three prospective builders, ask them how long they've been doing that. If they're building a ultra 
uh, high efficiency home that they mm -hmm. think has to be built with certain specifications. And many of them have been on the internet or they've read books or they've got a wish list. Um, ask your builder those questions. Have you ever done such a product? That's before? a great idea. You know, it's not that every builder couldn't do that, but there are certain products. There are certain builders in my neck of the woods in, in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago, Kev, that specialize in contemporary homes. Mm -hmm. Never built a traditional home. You know, one of the fortunate things that I brought our company around to doing is understanding that every human being is not going to buy a white car, a black car, a blue car, or a pink car. It's not a every, boring world, right, wouldn't it? <laughs> not everyone wants a Porsche or a V-Dub or a Cadillac. So I, in the early days, built a multitude of different types of high-end custom homes, and they all have different challenges. You know, a very contemporary home has a lot of glass and maybe has some flat roofs, Kevin where a traditional home has pitched roofs, okay? And there's there's differences in both of them and how they're constructed. Mm -hmm. So as a builder, a custom builder, I took it upon myself to educate myself, talk to other custom builders in the industry that I respected. Um, I actually was on two of the industry magazines as a assistant to their editors. So I would critique articles that went out about housing and help understand what made things ultra efficient, what made things a bad leak area. So we could defer doing that in any of our homes. If there was a bad situation with a type of roofing, I was not going to use that <laughs> or get it to my client. That's why a lot of builders don't like to bring on products that haven't been tested and proven. Because if you introduce the product too early, you're at risk, There's right? glitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, another important thing, even though I've developed my company and have people working underneath me, I still enjoy and like visiting the sites. That's cool. Okay. I mean, with our company, every, every employee takes multitudes of pictures daily. They send them to me. I could be on the other side of the earth. And and I get a Dropbox link of 30 pictures of them. Hey, we cleaned the unit today. Nice. Hey, the heating man was there today. And this is another kind of almost simply, it's a simple thing to do that a lot of builders or modelers don't do. Right. And we also ask our clients, would you like to see progress of your house or your unit daily? Wow. Weekly, monthly? You know, some people are like, hey, I, I live... I live in another you. state, just do what you want. <laughs> yeah. And we still send them a link saying, here's this week's progress. And they get, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know that, that window was going to be right there or whatever it may be. It, it, it's better early to see something that they question or have a, a concern about, Kev, that we could resolve if there is an issue. Oh, hand. man, that's good stuff. So we're going to take a quick break. But before we do, I just want to uh, cover a couple of things. So there are literally hundreds of thousands of professionals who, if you ask them, can you build a house for me? Can you remodel my house? Are going to say yes. And they are licensed by whatever community mm -hmm. authority you live in. But I just want to remind all the listeners that there's a difference between someone that is just doing business where they're basically focused on making their business grow and move forward and helping clients uh, and someone who gives back, that's someone who is doing all of those common business things, but they also are looking at the big, bigger picture. 
and they're involved in those um, industry agencies that advance the goals of its members by helping the members to grow their business in a way that is sustainable, in a yes. way that uh, allows you to both be profitable and at the same time, serve the client's needs. And so when we're talking about construction, whether it's remodel or, um, or custom building, the National Association of Home Builders is the leading association in that space. And both uh, uh, Scott and I are in leadership uh, on the national level with the NAHB, and we're here this week in Washington, D.C., doing additional training. And so again, as we're having Scott kind of weigh in on these subjects, I just want to remind the listeners that if you're looking for a builder, if you're looking for a modeler, you can make no better choice than to go to your local home builders association, which is going to be connected to the National Association of Home Builders. Yes. And start your research there because these are business professionals who care more than just about the dollar. They care about the standards that NAHB builders agree to before they join NAHB. Absolutely. They, they care about their reputation, not just for their company, right, exactly. But they care about what the work they do, how that affects your perception of other NAHB members. So we come back, we're going to pick Scott's brain a little bit more, dig into some things that are going to really be beneficial and really going to enjoy. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and we'll be right back. Did you know that with certain designs and construction techniques, you can completely eliminate the cost of heating and cooling your home each month? For some homeowners, that can represent a savings of $5,000 to $10,000 a year with no loss in comfort. Want to learn more? Be sure and listen to Designing and Building Your Dream Home with your host, KT, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. right here on 1150 KKW. I see you finally got a new helmet. I did. Bought it cheap online. <laughs> Follow me. We'll turn off here. I'm right behind you. Watch the cars. They can be crazy. Teddy! No! Are you okay? Somebody do something! Was this young man hit by a car? Yes, and his helmet is smashed. It's a brand new helmet. It's probably a fake. Fakes cause real harm. You're smart. Buy smart. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and with us this afternoon is Scott Savon from MAW Chicago. Scott is a well-seasoned custom home builder and remodeler who's a part of senior leadership at the National Association of Home Builders. We're together in Washington, D.C. for our Spring Leadership Summit, where we are getting up to speed on changes in the industry, on best practices, so that we can go back into the field and better serve our clients. So I wanted to grab Scott, pull him to the side right before we go to dinner and talk a little bit about some of the things that can help 
the average person who's not experienced with construction to come away with a better product. So once you decide, I want a home built for me, for my needs, for my family's needs, how to not just be the the baby lamb in the field of wolves and <laughs> yeah. you give them all of your money. And at the end of the day, you're like, what the heck did I just do? Right. <laughs> so well, that's, the, you know, there's many builders that adhere to the minimum codes that are required in their community and code, as the word says, minimum is the <laughs> minimum code. Um, when I build custom homes, many of them are of larger size. Uh, many of them have young families that are going to be living there. Some of them, it's their life home. Some of them, it's for many years. And when you're taking this uh, large structure, you want to do it as efficient as possible. And over the many years of learning and training and seeing new products, taking classes at NAHB, taking classes at the International Builders Show, um, our corporation also built Illinois' first American Lung Association Health House. Wow. And that talks a lot about indoor air quality and couples it with energy efficiency. I love it. So, you know, I tell clients there are certain things. If you want to spend $10,000 more on a special granite countertop, that's great. And it looks beautiful, but it does nothing for your indoor air or your efficiency of your home. So if you have a wish list and you want lower energy costs per month, which come every month, it's like the tax man. We pay them every year, every six months. Um, you, you look into those items and I try and dictate them with them by giving them the exacts of what is an energy efficient window. Why does your neighbor's carpet fade and yours won't fade? Right. Why do you in the, deep winters of Chicago when it's 10, 15 below zero today and it's 40 the next day, you don't have water and moisture issues. Why do you not want mold issues in your house? A lot of it is with indoor air quality and efficiency of the heating and cooling apparatus that is in the home and the way the envelope of the home is built. Perfect. Okay. There are, there are newer products out in the marketplace. You know, 20 years ago, um, fiberglass insulation was the norm. Okay. It's the minimum code. Okay. It, it works, but it's nothing like a spray foam insulation works. But if you use a spray foam insulation, okay, you, you need to know you're making that house extremely tight. Yeah. So it will lower the air changes in a house. You go back to what I said earlier about being American Lung Association health house trained, less air changes in a house. You need products that you're not going to ingest and breathe because you're not moving that air. That you know, when sense. you used to go to grandma's house yep. and we all wore sweaters because the windows would leak and the drapes would go back and forth. Those were healthy they're, homes. <laughs> those, were, those were healthy homes. They were not efficient homes. They're they, cold. Yeah. Your furnace would kick on every 10 minutes, you know. So, but people, if as you remember, and my, my great grandmother and my mother-in-law, who's a hundred said, you know, when we were, when I was younger, no one had asthma. Right. Today, everyone has that asthma. Interesting. Today, it has different things. Yeah. Why? Because we went in the American government went from not caring about efficiency to the fuel shortages way back when to being hyper efficient. And what we did is we made these sick envelopes 
you know, you've got nylon carpet that outgasses, you've got plastic yeah. cabinets, you've got plastic this, plastic that. That's a petroleum product. So I'm not going to get into the healthy home construction, but with an, a high ultra efficient house, your air changes are less. That's why your furnace doesn't go on every okay. 10, 15 minutes. So what do you have to do? You have to do an ERV or an HRV, right. heat, heat recovery ventilator or an energy recovery ventilator, depending on your climate and what it is. And that senses when your house gets too tight, it brings in fresh air and it takes out the stale air. And it's done in, in conjunction with your heating and cooling systems. So it makes it a much more healthy environment and doesn't leave stagnated, dangerous air throughout the house. Secondarily, the less air changes, the less your furnace or your air conditioner has to cycle, the better the efficiency for your home, the less your electric and gas bills will be monthly. It's just that yeah. way. And that's for me, that's like the way to connect this for the average home buyer a homeowner, it's like a lot of times we hear these terms like lead and passive house and, and all these terms rating. And people are like, what the heck is that? But right. I like to try to like bring that back to something that people can identify with. And for me, it's about, can you save money on your annual energy consumption? Because yes. for many structures, the major cost of the structure is not putting the structure up. It's maintaining the structure over years. Forever on. Exactly. So if we can include, like you mentioned, a heat recovery system or an energy yeah. recovery system. If you you're singing my song, listen to this guy. Thank you, sir. Yeah, no, that's also true. Thank you. Yeah, I founded Thank you. the Cold Climate Housing Research Center. Oh, wow. In Fairbanks. And I was just overhearing a little about what you're saying. Oh, so thanks. You're thanks. dialed in. Thank thanks, buddy. Nice meeting you. So if you're talking to your custom builder, just because on your on their website, they have beautiful pictures of homes they've built, is it fair for me to say, Scott, that should not be enough? You should actually like- Should not Dig in with them. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's, it's like you said earlier, you mentioned building a home or building a high-end custom home. Is there a difference? Has that builder done that? And I can take an analogy as, you know, the a mechanic of today that that services a standardized car versus a mechanic that's working on a Ferrari or a Porsche, they all drive, they all go you right. know, they safety things, but one is more unique than the other. And it takes more talent and more training to do that. Right. So everybody has pretty pictures. I know a, a, an acquaintance of mine, I went to his website, he was in business two years and he had 12 or 15 homes. And I go, you didn't build those homes. <laughs> Not a, he says the clients don't know that, and I'm like, no oh, you can't, you can't do that. Well, I bought the images, and I'm like, that's not right, oh, you know. But, but to answer your question, yes, there's way more to it. I don't need to go into minutia, but you know, a stainless steel rail railing versus a iron railing versus a powder coated iron railing. There's three different costs. Right. They all can work. Yes, true. But, They're all functional. But there's different longe longevity of every one of them, and. That's something that you and your builder need to discuss and talk about and see where you want to spend dollars and cents. Uh, obviously, indoor air quality, uh, monthly bills for electric and gas, wherever you live or propane, may, it may be. That is 
that comes every month. Yeah. You know, and 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 it doesn't go away. It gets the the rates aren't going down in my eyes, <laughs> they're going up. So that's extremely important. The secondary part of a builder is let him show you pictures of homes that were under construction. Does he take pictures often? So you can see behind not, the walls. Oh, see what's in there. See oh, what, I like that. You know, the, you know, there's there's materials that go on homes that they are called plywood. All right. That's a generic name for a sheet of plywood. There are five to six types of plywood. There's what you see OSB, which is called oriented strand board, which is like chips and flakes of plywood. Right. Your house isn't going to fall apart. But, but don't get it wet. But it's <laughs> it's the least costly product. Then you jump up to what they call a yellow pine plywood. Not bad, but it's then you go up to a Douglas fir plywood. Myself being a custom builder, if a piece of plywood goes bad on a job, if it's a piece of Douglas fir, the manufacturer stands behind it. The other two, you're out of luck. Wow. So if you build a house and builder A is using one type of material and builder B is using another type, they all, they may just say plywood. That's yeah. why we defined exactly the type of plywood. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's the kind of thing that, again, if you are not in the industry of construction, a label may not give you the information that you need to make the best choice. Exactly. And that's where having somebody that's been doing this for a long time, is respected in the industry, is a part of um, the association that really drives improvement of practices and processes like the NHB. That's where having someone like Scott build your home is going to help you because you may not know to ask the builder, it says plywood, but what are you actually using? Whereas a builder like Scott is going to tell you there are multiple grades. Grades. We use this grade and here's the reason why. And, and you know, many, many years ago, one of my mentors here at NHB said to me, think of products like you think of buying a set of tires. Okay. And I'm saying, I said, well, what are you talking about? He says, you know, my daughter went in to buy tires and she saw that there was a tire that she could buy for $28 a piece. There was one for her car, 138 and 158. And she came back and said, dad, why are they charging so much for one and not enough for the other? He said, because one is guaranteed 20,000 miles. One's guaranteed 35,000 and one is guaranteed 65,000 never to go flat or have a problem. Okay. So honey, if you're going to keep, they all drive, but you're going to replace that first tire three or four <laughs> times. Now, if you do that on a house and your client doesn't understand you have a seasoned builder and he's using basic code minimum products, think about it. They're not going to be lasting the last, longest. When yeah. you're building a major custom home, or a high-end remodeling, you want products that are going to last, do you not? Totally true. You don't want to maintain, you don't want to have to change your furnace in three years. You want to change it, you know, in 15 years because your furnace is high efficient with, with stainless steel heat chamber. The other one's got an iron steel heat chamber. Yeah, you know, they different. don't last as long. So that's where you ask builders questions. I love it. And and I think one of the things too that um one of the reasons why when you're at that point, you're like, look, this next home is going to be a custom home. It's going to be a home that I'm going to be working with the architect and the builder. I'm going to share with them what things are important for me to have in the home. Yes. They're going to help me build that all out 
so that it's not just a home, but this is something that my family has put together that was designed for us. And one of the advantages of working with uh, a builder who is engaged with their local home builders association and engaged again, national leadership with the NAHB is those builders have access to the product manufacturers, technical representatives. Absolutely. So it, it, can you think of any situation, Scott, where in the past there was a challenge with a product that was yes. scheduled for one of your homes and being able to just reach out, not calling the sales guy, but reaching out to a product um, rep that was engaged with NHB where you could go right to the source and yes. get what you need? Yes. I mean, we... We had a job with a very, very large custom home, and we had a, a, a window company called It's one of the top probably three or four in the nation. Yeah, I've heard And um, they're out of And I had, over the years, met their, their regional sales manager, their technical manager, their marketing manager. Uh, they, and that was through NAHB coupled it with the international builders show that they, mm -hmm. they met me coupled it with them knowing I use some of their product mm -hmm. and understanding how the product was built. Well, over a period of 15 years, I visited their facility where they manufactured. Oh, fantastic. And they took me to, and I walked through the factory. Not only did I see how the windows were manufactured, I saw their quality control. I saw the humans that physically make these <laughs> nice. that weren't sitting there swearing and cussing because they were working. I noticed that almost every world uh, Marvin window employee had been there 10, 12, 15. That's a good sign. Years. Absolutely. They love their jobs. So getting back to the, 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 the question, we had a delivery where we had a bunch of very unique windows and some of the metal on those windows we're starting what they call to make a deflection. Okay. They were arched windows, turned windows, and the metal was moving within the heated weather and the, and the cooling of the Expanding weather. Expanding and, and contracting. Okay. Okay. Um, I know you're in the railing industry and it can happen somewhat, but it's not as critical. I have a window that's getting surrounded by stone when it's getting yep. masonry. There's not a lot of room yeah. for movement. No, no. <laughs> so it was almost like there was a manufacturer's issue defect. I called the 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 regional of the of the midwest regional representative and he got me literally within 20 minutes to their head engineer at three days later i had him and three other people out on my job site wow and this was a very high-end home almost in the five million dollar range yeah and it was for a, a a surgeon that was a very busy man but entrusted us like most of our clients do and we told him what was going on. Mm -hmm. And he was very respectful of understanding that. Wow. He says, you know, Scott, I do I do knee replacements. And we we had one issue many years ago when the, the, the product that I was using on humans had an issue. And he said, thank God we learned right away and we were able to make changes. Wow. He says, and I really appreciate you telling me and getting these experts out here because within two weeks, I had the problem solved. Now, wow. if I didn't have That's a cool. connection with NHB, yeah, I would call my local sales guy. He'd probably say, oh, there, you know, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> or he might have said, you know, well, let me see what I can do for you. Maybe another month would go by because he's got a yeah. big territory. Yeah. You know, and these guys are, the reps are pushed. So that's another benefit of being on the team with NAHB. 
you get to meet the movers and the shakers of many, many industries. And I mean industries by the heating industry, yeah. the roofing industry, the insulation industry, the tile, the flooring, yeah. the, the wood joists that go in the structures, the hardware that goes in structures. So many times we know of the key person if there it's is totally an issue. True. Yeah, it's totally true. Like uh, it would be the same with, with you and I, if you called me up and said, uh, Kevin, you know, I've, I'm having a railing issue. Mm -hmm. You're talking to the person that's in charge of sales and marketing. Yep. You're not just talking to a salesperson, right? Right. I can get it. You know, resolved. the key people. Exactly. So that's a, another big plus. I just wanted you to share with the listeners so that they can appreciate that builders who are members of their local home builders association and in turn member of NHB nationally, they have access to people that builders who are not a part of this network don't have. Right. Scott is working with the key principals at major product manufacturers where if they get a message or a call from Scott, we all know who Scott is. <laughs> We're, yeah. We're Joe Blow, right man. Yeah, Joe Blow, the builder. <laughs> and I'm not knocking any builder for trying, but you know, a smaller builder may take a week or two weeks to get to that person. Right, because nobody knows who they are. A day or two. Exactly. You know, I, I, I call NAHB the college of building. You know, I'm I'm going to college every time I'm in a meeting. Nice. Uh, even at my age <laughs> and 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 my ripe old age, you know, that I am I'm still ever learning. And as you know, in your industry, products are ever changing. Yep. And if you're not staying abreast of these changes, especially when you're building high-end custom homes or doing high-end remodeling, you're going to be lost because yeah. they change. Used to be a year or two a product, which some of them are every year, some of them every six months. Wow. And that's the that's the luxury of going and being an NAHB member and seeing our showcase house and see the new products yeah. or seeing I international builders show Absolutely. and the show village and seeing all these new products that are coming out and having someone explain to you why we changed it from this lock to this lock. And here are the reasons, you know, it, it, Kevin, you know, that, you know, hardware door locks used to be a knob or a handle yeah. or a lever. Well, that's now they're electronic, they're fingerprint, yeah. they're, you know, the Pretty phones cool. and that. You know, I mean, that's just one product in an industry of thousands. Yeah, you're still right. Changed. I would say that uh, we're going to take a big break here. But before I do, I just want to say that you made some great points, Scott, because uh, as part of the leading suppliers council, that's about 120 of the most recognized brand names in the world that are part of the NAHB LSC. And we sponsor each year two best of breed homes one that's a remodel, mm -hmm. so it's the new American remodel home, and one that is brand new custom home, the new American right. home. And many of the LSC members have their products in there. And although that the national, uh, the international builder show, we call it the builder shows, it's held mm -hmm. every year, January, February, somewhere there. Yes. Even though there are many builders and architects and remodelers who attend, if I were thinking of, of commissioning a custom home, I would attend that show. Because Absolutely. you will get to see the best of the best all throughout the show, but especially at the New American Home and the New American Remodel Home. No and doubt. you'll get ideas. And again, if you're working with a builder that's a part of the NAHB, 
they'll already be in touch with the product manufacturers in terms of how to install that product, oh, yeah. how that product will fit into the overall picture, all those things. So yeah, I just yeah, wanted to point that out. Like you said, you, you'll learn costs. You, you'll learn how those products are being used in these showcase houses. Yeah. It's, again, it's a constant education. Yeah, it really is. Well, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and we will be right back. Did you know that you can design a custom home that not only comfortably meets your needs today, it can easily accommodate your future needs if an unexpected mobility-limiting event affects someone in your family? To learn how the principles of universal design can make your custom home more comfortable today while potentially increasing your property's resale value tomorrow, listen to Designing and Building Your Dream Home with your host, KT, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. right here on 1150 KKNW. Scenes of the earthquakes in Syria and Turkey have touched the world. With thousands of lives lost, we need to protect those children who remain, who have lost their parents and their homes. Help now. Donors like you are the reason why UNICEF is able to help children and families in Syria and Turkey. With your help, UNICEF can continue to be there to keep children safe. Visit unicefusa.org slash earthquake relief. Thank you. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp. That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Designing and Building Your Dream Home. I'm your host, KT, and with us is Scott Savon of MAW Chicago custom builders and remodelers. So Scott, one thing that it's kind of like broccoli, I would say, like it takes a while as a young person to get to the point of saying, fine, 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 I'll eat the broccoli. It takes some some work on the part of the parents because the parents are like, they can't That's just right. eat candy. They got to eat healthy food. Right. Uh, the same thing I would say with contracts. Yes. If you if you want to sit down and fall asleep right away, read some contracts. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. But contracts are a necessary part of building a custom home. They are. So I'd love for you to talk because you've got years, decades of experience in this field. Yeah. Should and, I just what should I do to make sure that the contract that's driving this super expensive investment is is going to work for me as well as for the builder. Right, right. You know, we started We started with the industry that my father started me in when he was young. He was in the era of handshakes. Right. Handshakes, you know, work 90% of the time. This day and age, you want to have a contract that's A, written, B, the most important part of any contract in my eyes are the inclusions. Okay, Forget all the legal mumble jumble. If your builder is a good builder and he's going to do the product the way that you think he is, that's going to go in a file cabinet and go away. You want to dwell more on what type of window is he using? He doesn't want to say, I've seen contracts that other builders put that it's, they call them napkin contracts. It says, we will put windows in your house. <laughs> we will use plywood in your house. We will use a very nice tile in your house. 
So that what? contract's got to favor the contractor. Oh my God. Not, not me, the consumer. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know that the builder's trying to pull anything over their, the wool over their eyes, but you know, there's tile from $3 a square foot from $300 right. a square foot. Let's get specific. So what you need to do is, is define what's going into that house. Okay. Okay. It's no different in appliances. Yeah. A kitchen of appliances can be eight to 10,000, or you can put 20 to 30,000. Oh, they all are going to cook your food fine. Exactly. But one's going to be the gourmet kitchen and one's not. And that customer, even if they haven't selected appliances, you as a builder, it's your responsibility to say, oh, okay, Kev, you and your wife are gourmet cooks. Oh, so you yeah. want the high-end cooking exactly. system, right? Okay. Well, we haven't really picked. We're looking at this and that stove and this and that refrigerator. So why don't we put in a value that we call an allowance? Okay. As much as I don't like allowances, we use it. Circumstances. Yes. Yes. So I don't I don't put ten thousand because you and I know that your refrigerator is going to cost that. I might put twenty five or thirty. Okay. If they're looking at builder B, the problem is he may put ten thousand and just say, "Oh yeah, we can get you a very nice kitchen." Well, what is a very nice kitchen for appliances? Right. And that's where you have to understand that yes. There are some of the bigger shopping centers that bring you in on specialties to get you to shop their product. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. The big, I'm not going to name names. The loss leaders? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, there's one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, big, they're early. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when we do our home contract, getting back to what you asked me, we do a, a legal contract. Obviously, it's got the address, the name. It talks about changes. What happens if you make changes? What happens if we make changes? Okay. What kind of waivers of lien in our state of Illinois? You have to give waivers of lien that say you've paid the contractor, not just a, you know saying, oh yeah, we paid them. You have to have a legal document that goes to a title company and gives that owner clear title of nice. the house at the end. So nice. you can't be sued. Right. You know, and on our most important thing is we call it an article A of the contract, which is an inclusion contract. It tells you, you're going to have 10 windows that are going to be okay. or whatever. They're going to be this size. You're going to have 12 that are going to be this size. You're going to have two that don't open, two that are stationary, three without screens, three with grills. The so other, I can the, hold the contractor accountable yes. because it's all spelled out. Yes. Okay. And even though you may have only built one house or never any houses, you're going to see that he's supplying you 32 windows. Anyone can look at a blueprint and count the openings and say, <laughs> oh, by the way, Mr. Builder, there's only, there's, there's 42 windows. Right. What are you doing? And I've, I can't say that we haven't ever had one or two missed, but that's a very It's easy to thing. catch it, that other way. And the other guy that may say, we're supplying windows per the plans, not even a brand windows per the plan. Yeah. We're supplying the plywood per the plan. And you're thinking it's, yellow pine or Douglas fir plywood because you saw that on your friend's house. And he's thinking OSB. And you sign it with him and he, <laughs> he was 10 grand less and he's got OSB on it. Exactly. His and you're like, wait, 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 I don't want that. Oh, it says plywood. doesn't say what type. So I think one of the most important things in a builder's contract, renovator, builder, high-end custom homes especially, is the exacts. Okay. What are the inclusions? You know, up until 10 years ago, there were three to four types of efficiencies of a furnace for a house. The 60% furnace has a standing fl uh, flame, all right? A pilot, they don't make them anymore. But you go back just 15 years ago, remember, and that would be half the price 
of a high efficiency, literally half. Now, could that builder be cheaper than my company? I don't use that low efficiency stuff. Yes. If a customer wasn't knowledgeable enough about the product, yeah. could they select someone on price? And you, you touched on this early in our interview. Yeah. It's not price. I don't, our company does not sell on price. We sell on quality and we sell on information and we sell on being a partner of yours. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, I, I, I always liken it to if the builder was to build a home for themselves, they would many times make different decisions than when they're building a home for someone else because their knowledge, yes. their knowledge tells them, don't just run cabling to meet your needs today. Run cabling that gives you the ability future. for the to to ramp up for future demand, right? So by working with an experienced builder, you're going to have someone that can share that kind of insight with you, where you can legitimately say, "If I'm going to be in this home for a little bit, I should invest a little bit more in providing capacity for the future." Right, and and you know, Kevin. Years ago, I had a client that his wife wanted a specific hardware on the doors. Okay. And you can buy at this time lock sets for a door anywhere from $12 to these were $380 imported from France. Okay. okay. They also were debating on heating certain floors in the house with what they call radiant heat. Yep. Familiar with Extremely this. efficient, extremely nice. The problem is, as I explained to them, you could afford the radiant heat because we had a budget if we did not use these lock sets and it's hard when there's a woman making a decision, <laughs> but I tried to explain to both of them to change a lock set is typically two screws to four screws. Okay. You can do that two to three years down the line to change your floor into radiant. Oh, right. Right. Is hypothetically uh, yeah. impossible. Because You pour you're, it. You're, ri all... you're ripping out the vanities, exactly. you're ripping out the tile. Yeah. It's tens of thousands of dollars. And they, they totally got it and said, I'm glad you shared that with oh, us. Oh, that's sweet. And and those are things that the average person, even if you've built a house before, because the market and the industry changes so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I try and educate them on that. I don't try and force them into anything. I'm not trying to upsell. That's not my game. But just giving them the tools to make the decision that works best for them. Right. And they're going to have a question or two, and we want to answer those questions. Okay, Scott, as we're wrapping up here, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. So if you are a part of the National Association of Home Builders and you are living and or working in that greater Chicago area, mm -hmm. we all know about you and your firm. <laughs> but if you live in that greater Chicago land area and you're not a part of the local home builders, home builders associations or the NAHB, how, how do you help our help our listeners how do you differentiate what maw chicago does from someone else in the area it's a very good question it's a very good question and our involvement with with nahb we're not shy about sharing that with clients first of all as you know we're we're here learning more in our legislative conference in dc and all of our customers know where i am they know how to get a hold of me if they need me because most of them don't need me right now. But I mean, if they did want to talk to me, they've got my cell phone. They can text me. I'm not, when you're not shy 
of giving a customer your cell phone as the key, the, says ca- the king of the it? roost, you know that you're doing things yeah, right. That says something. All right. And and many years ago, I was in an AHB meeting and someone said, you know, I lost a job last week. And I said, how'd you lose the job? Very big house. This was 15, 20 years, maybe okay. 25 years ago. Said, the customer asked me, what if I was to call you on a Sunday? I had an emergency. Would you answer your phone? And he said, nope, I don't answer my phone on Sunday. Did you need to know anything else at that point I had, in terms of why he lost the I, I had a client ask me the exact same question four years later. And I said, absolutely, I would. If it's important to you and you need to get all of me, unless yeah. I'm with my family at a family affair or event or a, or a wedding. Because why they call it on or a Sunday? Wedding. Right, right. Yeah. Well, they have a superintendent, a foreman they can call. But let's say for some reason... They needed to talk to me. They're going out of town for three weeks. Right. You know what the, the lady told me? He said, it was between you and such and such the builder. He said he wouldn't. You said you would. Wow. You're, you're building my house. Oh, I love it. Is that unbelievable? Yeah. So, so what differentiates us is not only do we have tremendous amount of beautiful homes that we've built over the years, not only do we have, which I don't think a lot of consumers totally care about, but they like to see them all of these awards that we've won over the years, you don't win an award just by going and enter it. You win, you win an award for a beautiful home because of energy efficiency, because of technology, because of quality. Yeah. And we're very proud of that. We're also a builder that with NAHB involvement, we have gotten mentored over the years by guys that have built way more homes than That's me. True. We've, we bump elbows with a guy that might build 500 homes a year, which I don't, but he says, you know, that product, blah, blah, blah. I've got a lawsuit that you would not could put me out of business because I used it and it's a piece of junk, Scott. Don't ever use it. I mean, that's hands on. It's true. That's okay? totally true. It's that's the kind of um, of best practices information that uh, colleagues in the in the HB share with each other. That no is exactly right. No doubt about yep. it. You know, many years ago in our industry, we had a a uh, an issue with Mexican drywall okay. in Mexico. Huge mold and issue. And I just heard the beginning of it. I would not, I was never using that anyways, because it's not in my marketplace, but I'm going to myself, oh my gosh, could you imagine if some of these guys bought that because it's cheaper and look what they're having yeah. major lot tearing off the entire insides of houses because oh. of drywall issues. So you get back to why I pride myself at being an NAHB member and a local builders association member and a past president of our greater Chicago home builders nice. is I'm ever learning. I'm ever learning. I mean, I'm still learning it in the late age of my, in my age. And I pass it. 21. Yes, absolutely. Times a few. (laughs) Uh, And I, and I pass it on to our employees. I pass it on to our clients. I pass it on to other people in the industry that aren't able to come to these meetings because I like to give back. And it's industry has been very good to me, good to my family. And I try and give back a little to them. That's awesome, Scott. In fact, I would say that uh, anyone who's actively involved in their local home builders association and then subsequently in national uh, committees with the NHB is going to echo those words you just said, because these associations are really for builders who value what they have received from being able to serve the public in this way, building homes. Yes. They value what they have gained uh, for their families. And they want to give back. And they recognize that when you help others to reach their goals, 
they will help you reach your goal. Absolutely. And right. you'll find that theme with many, many, many of the village who are a part of the NAHB. So Scott, before we wrap up, I just got to have you talk a little bit about how to reach you. So if I live in that greater Chicagoland area, I'm thinking about either remodeling the home I have, and I'm thinking when I remodel the kitchen, I also want to go ahead and do some of those energy efficiency things Yes. so that um, I'm doing it at the same time. Um, how, how does, or, or I just want to build a whole new home. Mm -hmm. How does someone reach out to you? Well, we, we are on uh, a website called house.com, H-O-U-C-C.com. And you just put in MAW Chicago or MAW Chicago one.com and they, our product will come up. Perfect. You can email me at my email, which is Scott, S-C-O-T-T at M-A-W Chicago with the digit one.com, M-A-W Chicago one.com. And I also have an office phone, which is 847 area code 359-3591. And we always get back to you. My cellular phone number is 847-456-4583. And again, we take pride in answering our phones and talking to humans and, and returning calls. As you know, I am in meetings at sometimes at NHB. Here we are. Other educational. <laughs> so it may take me within a day to get back to you, but we always take our pride in getting back to our customers as soon as we possibly can. That's beautiful. So again, just in closing, just want to remind everyone that if you missed any part of today's program, you can download this program as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I want to thank Scott. Savan from MAW Chicago for being our guest today. We look forward to visiting with you next week. Have a great day. Thank you. You okay? You did beautifully. Let's go grab some food.